In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Indoc-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. Yo, yo, yo. Woo. What in the hell? <laughs> My dog's ruining the episode already. Sit down and he ruins it. That's all right. Anyway, welcome back to the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Coindoc Pro. You're listening to episode 32. That's right. Freemasons, Fucking 32 degrees, yep. 32 connections on the Sephirot tree, Kabbalah tree of life, 32, 23 backwards, which was Michael Jordan's number, mm-hmm. episode 32. Yeah. We're your hosts, I'm Jake, Luke, I'm Boner Jake. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone still, dude. Yep. Another week. Dude didn't show. Weak. Weak little bitch. W-E-A-K. Weak. He's still sick. I feel bad for him. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I bet you it's probably some form of an STD, I'm guessing. Yep. Probably gonosyphilis. Gonosyphilitis. Monkey pox. Probably they got the monkey pox. You never know with that guy. That seems like it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's just like, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Monkey pox. It's not cool. Yeah. Whatever. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Jake's gone still again. Whoa, my chair going to break? Anyway, um, I'll be all right. I'll survive. I'm a survivor. We'll, we will rebuild. We will rebuild. <laughs> um, yeah, Jake's gone. He's sick. So last week and this week, he's out. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. Yep. Our uh, comic relief is mm-hmm. missing. MIA. Yep. Pretty dry around Pretty dry here. around here. <laughs> when gonna... we had that earthquake uh, a few years ago. I can't remember if I talked about this before, but uh, one of Steve's friends sent out a group text. Mm-hmm. There was a picture of his lawn furniture with a chair tipped over. We will rebuild. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So 
we will be back hopefully together as a, as one unit next week. Um, but yeah, so we're recording live today from Studio G 2.0, which is my garage again. So or 39G. 39G. Um, a nod to the old the old NASA. NASA. The nerds advancing satanic agendas. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, my dog ruined it. And, um, now my furnace is ruining it. So I apologize. One that I haven't ruined. Hmm. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 32 ruined by Jake, not by Luke. <laughs> uh, so today's going to be a little bit different of a format um, because we're going to be on the Subconscious Realm mm-hmm. podcast, who's, which is a podcast hosted by General Lee out of the UK. Um, so yeah, he um, reached out to us through Lux, somehow got our contact information. Yeah. And... <clears throat> invited us on so yeah we're gonna be on his show and came together really fast it was like yeah almost like oh shit that's today (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so uh anyway without any further ado we're going to um play the uh episode that we were on subconscious realm so check it out uh, welcome to another episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, generally. And for tonight, we're being joined by a relatively new show that's been brought on to me from one of my close friends, Lux, of the Occult Rejects. It comes highly recommended. Uh, so, um, nice one, Lux. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, Jake and Luke from Conspiracy Indoctrination Program. Uh, now then, gentlemen. What's up, dude? Yo. Thank you. Oh, Shout out to uh, Lux for uh, hooking us up, dude. We appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Um, I was made up. I've been looking at some of your episodes, uh, like I said, just then um, I've downloaded a couple ready for this weekend, but I cannot wait to listen to them. And for Lux to uh, to recommend you, say no more. Yeah, no doubt. That's pretty awesome. He is. Uh, Lux is the man. Yeah, he's, well... Uh, We'll give you a little uh, listener discretion warning, though, because uh, we've been tagged as uh, MAGA QAnon <laughs> lovers and uh, NOM deniers. So just so you know, um, <laughs> your well, your name's going to get drug out down into the mud along with us. <laughs> I don't mind, mate. I don't mind. <laughs> Which is funny that so, uh, we, we got that. It's funny that somebody would say that because... You know, in most of our episodes, we go back and forth about how, you know, we think Donald Trump was probably an agent of disruption, but you know, we don't we don't subscribe to any any political party. But, I mean, we're definitely a little bit more conservative leaning, but yeah. it's just funny that people are like, "Oh, they're MAGA lovers." It's like, yeah, we sit yeah. around here with MAGA hats on, yeah. chanting, "Drain the swamp, drain the swamp." <laughs> You know, with you, say, with you saying that, uh, why not? I mean, anything's, anything's a possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so whatever, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. People, people are, I think we just got trolled on that one. Yeah. 
it kind of yeah. from that comment it seemed like they just looked at episode titles or something yeah. and just yeah. well, made shit yeah. up but, i mean <laughs> people do that yeah all day every day so why yeah they do they do yeah uh, so um i'll i'll have you have you had your your show for about about six months yeah man we I started think, up in march i think at the end of february was our first when we first started yeah. recording so yeah we recorded maybe like four shows and then released four or five at one time because <clears throat> being new to the podcast stuff we didn't really know first of all well i had i had read some things that you had to have a certain amount of episodes prior to spotify taking your your podcast and then we kind of wanted to have a couple shows in case people liked the first couple that they would be able to listen to more and they wouldn't we would we wouldn't be behind the eight ball necessarily. Yeah, um, I get you, mate. I get you. Good idea, that. Good yeah, idea. It's kind of challenging, though, dude. Like, I don't think people... I listened to your uh, cast with... Uh, was it Raven and uh, NY? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do a round month. table with Raven. Yeah, I listened to that, and you guys were talking about how much work goes into a, a podcast, and I don't think that people really realize there is a lot... You know, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. to get it set it up. Certainly is, mate. Recording, I do a a brief edit. I mean, I don't edit very much out. Like if we name slip or name drop somebody we shouldn't, or something like that, or something that's way over the line inappropriate, <laughs> I'll I'll cut it out. But you know, but it's still you know, it takes time to edit and, and make things into an MP3 file and upload, listen yeah. prior to upload. It's, it does, mate. It does. I mean, with, with my show, um, I just add the intro track, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, whatever's said, it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like that style. Uh, to me, it's it's real and it's raw, and that's what I listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I agree yeah. with one of. I think it, somebody said something to Lux or no to NY on one of the shows about how they wish that they could hear what was going on before, and I'm one of those people. Yeah. So. Um. That's kind of yeah. We just shoot from the hip, man. We do a little bit of, a little bit of research and some stuff, different topics. We try to cover anything and everything, but um, there's definitely people out there that go way deeper into the weeds than we do. We try to kind of like hover. Oh yeah. We try to hover, do a thirty thousand foot overview, and then maybe get into some of the stuff that people aren't really thinking about. Mm-hmm. But you know, get, cover a couple different angles. We did that with um, MK Ultra. Kind of got into some of the serial killer stuff, and it was it was pretty cool because I felt like the angle that we were looking from was a little bit different than the normal podcast circuit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, like looking at some of the topics you've covered, uh, some pretty unique stuff on there. Like I said, I've downloaded about half a dozen. Better. I've subscribed to you on uh, Podcast Addict as well. Oh, cool. So cool. I, can't, I cannot wait till uh, this weekend. You know, I've got a couple, good couple of hours spare, so I want to be pounding <laughs> uh, on your podcast, so I cannot wait. Oh. I've got the ready, the, your CERN, your series on CERN, uh, a couple of Fallen Angels, uh, the UFOs one, I'll be uh, looking at that one. Cool. I'll probably end up looking, <laughs> listening to them all, mate. Um, 
very cool. Like yeah. I said, it, it's uh, when when you get a show highly recommended, it makes it that much better. Well, that's cool yeah, to hear. That's by word of mouth, that's uh, it's a good way of getting known as well. Yeah, we definitely wanted it to be organic the way that we kind of a, approach this. M- mostly, um, you know, because we don't have social media and we don't really have a way to advertise or anything. So it's mm-hmm. just word of mouth. So it's cool. We got a chance to, we reached out to William Ramsey and had him on the show. He was our first guest. And oh, then, William Ramsey. Yeah. And then um, from there, our listenership kind of picked up a little bit more and then we obviously had the occult rejects on last month and that was cool because the listenership definitely jumped up uh from there so it's okay, been mate, we don't get any better than the occult rejects yeah. yeah those guys are awesome and they know so much stuff yeah. that's the that's the crazy part about it even the same thing with william ramsey is like how do you remember all this shit dude yeah <laughs> like i don't yeah, remember how i got very, home very last very night <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some very talented uh, individuals, um, and that's what makes it so interesting. Yeah, and it's like it's like with me. I don't have a set. I set like uh, forty, so to speak. I, I like, I love it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it all. How did you get into this this stuff? Because I know that you you started during the COVID stuff, right? Yeah, I started uh, last last November. I started. So just coming up to about well, twelve months next month. Dang! Uh, and do, do you know something, mate? I, I've been listening to podcasts for a while. I got talking to like New York Patriot, Lux, uh, and a couple of others. And uh, you know, my missus says, "Why don't you just try and do your own?" And mentioned it to New York Patriot, and really, how if it wasn't for New York Patriot, I wouldn't have a show. Mm. That's cool. Um, I mean, he's helped me. He helped me with the intro track. You know, we spun a couple of ideas over to him. He's helped me with everything. He's helped me grow a lot. Um, so, big shout out to New York Patriot. He's the fucking man. Yeah, I dig your intro too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Brilliant. It's, it's actually it's off that. Um, do you like uh, horror films? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's well, definitely got a cool there. vibe. Yeah, uh, there's a film called Fried Barry, who uh, somebody that he, he, he's originally from England, uh, Ryan Kruger. He, he lives in South Africa now, and he made a film called Fried Barry, and it's about um, this this drugger, and he gets abducted by an alien and take over his body. Mm-hmm. He gets like possessed by by an alien, um, and that, the the track is off that. But uh, we got sound clips from uh, Halloween, nice. um, Matrix, and Nightmare on Elm Street, and threw them in as well. So very cool. You know, yeah. he's a wizard with anything like like music related. New York Patriot is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's mixed well too, dude. Like yeah. it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the DJ as well, and so oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So you've been going on for. Almost a year now, and you Almost have a year, yeah. you've got yeah. like over a hundred episodes, right? Like one thirty is when I saw it, right? Like yeah, it's about yeah, it's about one twenty nine, one thirty. Yeah, I've Damn. got about. I normally have about about between six and ten shows ready to uh, release, but I normally release about three a week. Mm. 
Shit, that's a lot. Yeah, we're we're yeah, amateurs yeah. over here. No, I, do you know what? Right? I do. I have a round table as well, international round table. So um, usually I release a round table a week, and then two episodes from subconscious realms. Uh, but you, you know, if you ever up for the round table with me and Raven, just let us know, mate, and uh, we'd gladly have you join us. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool. Yeah, he's got some interesting stuff that he talks about. Oh, Raven's Raven is is something else, mate. He's he's extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> he's. Uh, I mean, I, I did used to have. Uh, have you heard of Texasist? I have. I I think I've heard him on um, a cult rejects and maybe NY's show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tex used to be me host on the with the round table, but he's been really, really ill, mm-hmm. uh, so not been able to. And I did it on my own for a bit, which wasn't a problem. But um, you know, I did a couple of episodes with Raven, and we just just the chemistry works. You know, he's got a wealth of knowledge in, in anything really, and I mean, and I like it. I'm like into the, like the weird stuff. Yeah, it works well. Cool. We don't have a set topic, so to speak. It's just, uh, we just basically just chat whatever. Yeah, those are cool casts to listen to, I think. Um, We ended up that way this week when uh, Luke's brother Jake was sick, so we ended up recorded this week, and it kind of just ended up being me and him bullshitting for... It ended up being like two hours, which we normally only record for about an hour and a half. I was like, whoa, man. Right. Time went by, dude. And I, you just, um, one of your more recent episodes was on sleep paralysis, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I have. I think I've, I've covered it a few times. It's been brought up a few times. Yeah, so, the Hush Hush guys were on talking about it. Oh, mate, right. <laughs> They're fucking, they're incredible. I, I love those guys. <laughs> they are, uh, they are brilliant. If you can get them on, mm. I, they are, they are good lads. Heard them a couple of times. Sorry. They're pretty funny dudes. Yeah, there's, yeah, they are funny, funny fuck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to speak to them again, actually. But yeah, there's quite a lot um, of shows that, that they're relatively. Like, don't get the credit they deserve. Yeah, because there's, there's loads of new shows. Yeah, there's so many shows out there. It's yeah, like yeah. For every one you listen to, there's probably like 200 shows that are just as good or better that you don't even know about. You know? Yeah. 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 I think that, that that's what uh, the good thing about everything is so much, mm-hmm. uh, so much. Yeah. Yeah. But, Got yet to discover as well. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow Band is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They got some good stuff. Shadow Band. Yeah. Shadow Band. Shadow Band. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that one. Is, is it, it Shadow Band Podcast? Is that what it's called? The Shadow Band? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, I think so. I think I've, I think I've heard of it. Like you said, mate, there's, there's that many. Uh, you could never get to listen to them all. Yeah. As, so, like, it makes it that much more special when something gets recommended. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, back when we were younger, we played in hardcore bands, and it was like, you know, every band you listened to, there was 10 others that were, you know, relatively as good as those bands that you never heard about. And then, you know, 10 years later, you come across one of those unknown bands like, damn, those guys were good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a few uh, hardcore bands out of like the UK that I listened to. I think it was uh, Born From Pain. I saw those guys here. Um, uh, Knuckle Dust and um, Backfire. And those guys were yeah, what kind of really What good. kind of music is that, mate? Uh, like uh, hardcore, kind of uh, a variation of, you know, punk. But Oh, is it like, like heavy metal, kind of, that kind of music? Uh, a little bit, uh, but more right. like punk based. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of feel like uh, the podcast scene is a lot like, for me anyway, the music scene where there's just so yeah. much of it and there's a lot of it that's really good and a lot of it that yeah. you're not, you won't hear about until, mm-hmm. you know the podcast is done with or you know somebody turned you on to it yeah 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 it's true that mate it's true uh, what have you uh, what are you looking into at the minute have you got anything in mind uh we just finished up talking about apollo and nasa talked about the occult numbers related with nasa and then the, oh, nice. the lunar landing of Apollo 11, how we kind of think that that was, some of us, some of us think it was staged or a hoax. Um, and then like uh, our other co-host, Jake, you know, he's got a different take on it, which is cool because we can all just sit around and talk about uh, everybody's different opinion and it, you know, it doesn't turn into a brawl or a fight, you know, everybody's got their own opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that's it, mate. When when you can have a conversation and you, you each of you've got your own perspective, it makes the conversation more interesting. Yeah, yeah. But you we, said you can have a conversation and not argue, can't exactly? Yeah, and that's the problem with like current politics is that you you know everybody just argues and fights. It's like uh, you know everybody can have their own opinion, right, dude? But you can't. Yeah, for sure, but, mate. But not sure. really. But yeah. all backward aren't in politics at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're looking into, uh, so the way our, our show kind of flows is just, we just kind of continue flowing naturally off of, you know, one topic to another. And I think that it's kind of starting to naturally full flow into talking about, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about Kennedy and the assassination and everything that led up to. Oh yeah. I, I, I would love to cover that at some point as well. Yeah. And it's kind of like each one of our, um, shows is associated like the topics are associated in some way yeah so like when we do go into kennedy i mean that was happening during during the whole space race thing and um and mk ultra mk ultra and yeah Yeah, all the similar time aren't they yeah yeah but we'd kind of like to cover like each end like each individual episode probably will be something that was related to the the situation or you know the uh, that surrounded the assassination so 
But there's just so many things to talk about other than just conspiracy stuff. That I mean, we like to talk about unsolved murders. We talked about the Snake River Killer, which was over here in, in Idaho where we live. And the Snake? The Snake River Killer, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a case that happened in the late 70s, early 80s up in uh, Lewiston, Idaho, which is kind of like in the corner of... Uh, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, where they all kind of converged, the confluence of the Snake River. And yeah. um, there were several murders that had, and disappearances of of people that were surrounding this one dude mm-hmm. that lived up there, which we know his name. We, we're we not saying his name. He, he, his name is out there if people want to. job. Name job. Yeah. <laughs> if people want to like uh, go out there and search it, there's a lady that is related to one of the victims, and she's she's dropped this dude's name like nobody's business. Um, but but the reason why we weren't is because they're still trying to charge this dude because he's he is still alive. So um, I the last the last uh, we had heard or that I looked into the FBI and the police department up there in Asota. Uh, a, a Soton, Washington, where where they thought they were close enough to try to charge him. So we were trying to be respectful and not, you know, name yeah, drop him in a pod. Not like there's only like 30 people that listen to our podcast, and like one of them's my mom. So it's not you know she's not, probably not going to be on the jury pool, but just in case it could influence her. So um, I can imagine there's a lot more than 30, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's I weird, dude. I, I pay attention. I don't know. Do you do you pull your stats on your cast? And, and to be fair, to be fair, mate, right, I, I I have done. Um, I don't do it all the time, but I have done it like, occasionally, um, just out of curiosity. Like like when you because I use Anchor. Yeah. When when you're releasing it, it's got you how many downloaded next to the episode, mm-hmm. and now it's changed where you just press a button. Uh, like a, an option on, on your on the app, and it brings it all up. Um, you know, like how many you've done, like in yeah. the last seven days, and and, and all that, which is quite good, really. But I'm not one that that like. I know some people keep on it, yeah, constantly. I know some people have to like fudge the numbers as well. So, yeah, I usually check but like I don't once know how to do it, but yeah, I check once a week or so on ours and. Um, yeah. it'll show a breakdown worldwide and then a breakdown in the United States. And every week there's a couple more countries that are on there. And I'm like, yeah, oh, at first, at cool. first I thought I was like, yeah, we made it, man. We got international listeners. <laughs> this is the shit. And then, uh, the more I started thinking about it and Luke was like, dude, it's probably VPNs. And I'm like, son of a bitch <laughs> you just ruined it man so i don't know who, who knows maybe we got people in other countries that are listening maybe maybe we don't i don't know yeah you will mate no doubt you will yeah but yeah so we just we just naturally kind of try to flow and cover whatever seems to be natural off the topic that we covered the week before um yeah but and then we wanted to kind of mix in bringing a guest on like once a month or so we didn't want to be like guest heavy but i would like to i mean it's cool to find other podcasters to talk to like yourself or ny lux uh william ramsey but i'm also looking for the art bell approach like i want to talk to the people out there that 
have had super weird experiences or know something and oh, I want to talk right. to the random people. So I find numbers for people on message boards and stuff and I reached out to one dude that was a he was from Canada lives in Australia and he was part of the MK Ultra experiments as a kid in Canada. Really? Yeah. Cool. And uh so I I found his number on a message board and he was talking about being a survivor so I reached out to him and we were in communication and he was going to come on the on the podcast and talk about his experience and then that kind of he just stopped answering his email so I don't know what happened. I don't know if the man got to him or I don't know. Or maybe I was talking to a bot. Who knows, dude? <laughs> uh, you don't know, do you? I mean, he might—he might have just uh, like, like felt like he couldn't go through with it. Yeah. You don't know, do you? you don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, it might—it might get back to you. It's yeah. One of them, and it when when you don't actually know who it is you're speaking to. Yeah. Yeah. I found another one where a dude was talking uh, about PizzaGate and the whole John Podesta thing, and he had put his phone i don't know why he did this but he he put his phone number in this message board and was like if anybody wants to talk about pizzagate it's real just make sure that you call me or text me and say the word pizzagate and then i'll talk to you and i was like dude we got to get that guy on the podcast because that would just be an interesting show you know talking to somebody like that yeah yeah or uh what was mad whatever Mad mike markham yeah mad mike markham from uh, Art Bell when he was talking about the time machine and he like put his phone number out there. He's like, yeah, if you want to call me, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this goes out to Brilliant. a lot of people. Yep, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, we we kind of want to, we just kind of uh, ebb and flow a little bit, but um, right now, just coming off Apollo and stuff, so I think naturally I would go into Kennedy and then yeah, at some nice, point nice, we need to talk uh, about Vietnam so that we're not nom deniers. We got to talk yeah. about it. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it'll fall right in line with Kennedy, yeah, episodes and what? 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 what do you, what's your uh, views on? I know you, you're going to be covering it, but Kennedy. What do you think? Um, or who do you think could have potentially uh, had him off? Bro, that's so hard to 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 say i go back and forth luke and i were talking about this the other day where to me it makes sense that it was you know the military industrial complex that that took him out but then i also reading uh bill cooper's book uh behold a pale horse where he talks about that being a a mason sacrifice of the king also makes sense uh, when you start looking at Dealey Plaza and that Dealey, the dude that um, uh, founded that plaza, was a 33rd degree Mason. Elm Street, you know, they took a left hand path turn on Elm Street mm-hmm. um, where the sacrifice happened, and Elm going back to the mystery schools where um osiris's body parts were all collected on the nile in an elm and then that's when isis collected his body and put it back together and so there's an obelisk there all the mason ties to the bush family yeah and And then also with johnson wasn't he a Mm -hmm. high degree mason um there's just so many things that so yeah i guess it could have been you know but I definitely think that whoever took him out 
they had to have been military trained because the the theory that it was the mob doesn't make sense to me because whoever shot him they shot him on the move dude Mm -hmm. you know whether or not it was a a fast drive or a slow drive or they stopped you know for a second so that he could get popped he he was hit on the move and i've you know i spent years and years shooting guns and shooting moving targets is hard oh it's very difficult mate yeah yeah you know so um i found a i found a podcast i can't remember the name of it jfk something it's on apple there was only like 12 episodes and this this dude ended up breaking breaking it down really really well from the beginning and he talks about how it was related to ufos and disclosures from the ufos because kennedy uh, yeah because kennedy originally was a naval intel officer because of his uh, back injury or something like that um he was assigned to naval intelligence out of dc area and that he would have been privy to this was in the early fifth uh, late 40s early 50s so when the majestic 12 was put together and the roswell uh disclosure had happened and all that stuff so this guy's theory was that it backed up to the ufo connection and the majestic 12 and a lot it so it made sense to me i mean there's just so many so many things about it that it could be but definitely wasn't oswald i don't think yeah i'll tell you what i i love that um the ufo connection i I love it yeah and there's he even backed it up to being connected to the battle over los angeles is that what it's called Mm -hmm. right in 40 is that 42 the battle of los angeles the battle over los angeles the ufo battle that supposedly took place over oh yeah 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 and is that the one that lasted about a week, was it? Uh, I can't remember. Else? I think it was just like um, a few hour deal over uh, one night. And they were shooting a craft that was in the sky with artillery for, I think they shot like 12 yeah. or 1500 rounds yeah. of artillery at this yeah. thing. And supposedly they shot one down and it landed on hollywood boulevard somewhere which i don't know if i believe that because you know some bum would be living in that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah i think it's the the one that uh, it was actually mentioned to me uh, on a show did yesterday with a ladder from instagram uh he was uh, a captain in the military um i tell you what it was it was nuclear biological warfare um, branch and he told me some of the things what he went through and fucking hell man but he, he mentioned um, like something went on over what in Washington for like about a week yeah mm. I think it was UFO related yep, yep. Uh, you, I think um, it was 60s and 70s around around that time it was uh, um, shoot we talked about it in in one of the MK or no, which episode did we talk about it? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was definitely in the time frame of the of the Majestic Twelve, and it was 
there was pilots that had seen those things Mm. down to the southeast flying over the ocean remember because they shut down reagan international oh yeah 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 it was a big deal i thought it was like 52 but i could be wrong it was around the time Uh, that it was around the time that parsons jack parsons died Mm. and it was after it was after he did the babylon working ritual yeah in 47 or he did that in 46 right because then Hilarion was built born yeah, in 47. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'd like to cover Jack Parsons as well at some point. Uh, dude, that guy's a maniac, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Crazy. But. There was, <laughs> um, I just started watching the new uh, season of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. And the second episode, you might like Lee. Uh, it's about this huge UFO sighting over uh, Lake Michigan in, I think, 1994, where, um, like, this craft was caught on the um, radar from the um, oh, the airport right over there. And it was, like, multiple hours. It's pretty wild. Hmm. And there was oh, it, huh? tons, tons of uh, eyewitness sightings and police officers, and uh, yeah. it it was it was pretty good. Did you say that was Lake Lake Michigan? Yeah, and I, I say, do you know, I, it keeps popping up Michigan, doesn't it? Uh, a lot of strange things go on around there. Yeah, there's um, one of the crazy stories that ended up being connected. Uh, I think it was just last year, the uh, flight controller guy that was doing the radar um, tracking on this thing, um, it had stopped at like 5,000 feet over like the southern southern point in Lake Michigan. There was a couple that was camping in a campground. The lady woke up, saw a light in the sky and a funnel of water going up from the lake up to this light. What? And that was confirmed by the um, the mission control or flight control guy hmm. that uh, it was stopped there for, I, I can't remember how long it was, but it was quite a while. It was, it was a pretty wild story. That's some other stuff what goes on. Uh, I mean, a big like. Between yourselves, have you ever seen anything um, like strange, like UFO related, or you know, any entities like Sasquatch or Dogman, anything like that? Luke's seen a. You saw an entity, you and your brother. Yeah. Yep. Uh, driving through Colorado um, on our way to Texas one time. Uh, this was in like the early maybe 2001, 2002, maybe 2003. Um, We're driving down to Texas and it was like 24 hour drive. So we're uh, driving through uh, this highway cutoff to go over to the interstate. And it was in the middle of the night, um, pretty rural area. I mean, Colorado's like almost all mountains. So, Mm Um, we come around a corner and off on the right hand side of the road, there was this huge gray 
manimal, we call it, because it was standing up on two legs, but it was gigantic. And uh, we drove past it, and I was driving, and I'd been driving for a long time, so I was like, I'm probably just seeing things. And then my brother's like, did you see that? (laughs) Oh, shit, that was real? (laughs) But saw that, and then uh, we did see a weird light in the sky one time. Um, it was during sunset and we were driving, you know, towards the sun and we could, you know, see the sun, but off to the, um, I guess, north of the sun, there was a really bright, uh, light that just hung out there. It was almost brighter than, brighter than the sun, but not as like in, in intensity, but not like in, you know, actually giving off light. But that was, I mean, who knows what that could have been. Crazy, mate, crazy. This, this tall, grayish humanoid, how, when you said it was like, like tall, how tall do you think roughly? There was a fence next to the road, um, kind of like a normal um, fence you'd see. Like probably six foot fence. Not not six foot, probably four or five foot, um, kind of. Right, right. Not so much a fence, but like a property marker, you know. Oh, like a gar- like a garden type. Uh, yeah, that kind of fence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was probably three or four feet taller than that. I mean, I would say the the fence was maybe at the level of I don't know where your diaphragm would probably be like bottom of the ribs. Right. Right. Fucking hell, mate. That is quite tall, that, isn't it? Yeah. Did, did, did it, did it actually, um, make eye contact with you? Or? I don't know. Uh, we were, like I said, it was in the middle of the night and we were on a highway. So probably going 55, 60 miles an hour and just, just kind of saw it not really out of the corner of my eye, but um, maybe at like one or two o'clock looking out the window. And then you knew, you actually knew it was there then. Yeah. 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 It was was far enough (laughs) off the road that you couldn't really see any like details on its face or anything. It just was like, like a gray silhouette almost. Fucking hell. Probably yeah. just a minor, a minor that had been lost for decades. Yeah, in the, some <laughs> some fucking dude out there yeah. starving to death. Oh, I'm saved! I'm saved. <laughs> Get out of the road! <laughs> oh man, yeah. Right, you, you don't. I mean, but you hear people and they what they say, what they claim they've seen. Mm. You really don't know what, um, you know, do you think that people are lying? I don't think so, no. No. No, I don't think so. It only takes one out of all the thousands and thousands of people that said this and this this and that. It only takes one to be real. Mm -hmm. And that's fucking it. It's, uh, it's fucking crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Go ahead. God knows it's like around Michigan. That year, like dogmen, <laughs> uh, Michigan dogmen. Yeah, 
I've heard a lot of stories about that, but um, who knows what's what's really going on out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen anything like that? No, no, um, not not like uh, a cryptid, mm. you know, you know sh- shadow people, but not like uh, not like a Sasquatch or anything to that level. Do you know? I wish I would. I'd love to see someone like that. Um, I, I don't know how I would react. I don't know if I'd just like fucking give it toes or um, start laughing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but um, I would love to. My buddy, um, one of my best friends growing up, uh, him and his brother and his brother's best friend were going out south of, so we live in uh, southwestern Idaho. And so they were driving out towards the Owyhee Desert, and there's some like folklore and things that surround the Owyhee Mountains. That there's you know these dwarf people and all this strange stuff that oh. resides out there. And most of a lot of people don't know it, but a, most of that area is a military test range. So um, the A10s from Boise, that's where they fly out and they do their. Uh, you know their their range training basically but out there in that in that area on top of the mountain is a a town called silver city and silver city is like was renowned for you know the silver strike back in the 1800s when idaho was formed so there like i said there's there's a bunch of folklore around that area well my buddy ben and this was in the late 90s probably they were driving out there to go shoot jackrabbits because there's jackrabbits everywhere um right so they're driving out there to shoot jackrabbits what's that jackrabbit a jackrabbit is like they're feral wild rabbits that are pretty big man Mm -hmm. i mean they're probably like they can get three or four feet tall Uh, maybe not that maybe not that big but like if they were like running they would extend with their legs to probably be three or four feet they're they're pretty good size yeah a bit like a her yeah 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 like right, right. size of like maybe a larger house cat yeah yeah i was just gonna say cat then you know um, yeah they're, uh, they're big fucking rabbits then yeah they're yeah. they're Trevor. big and and they're a nuisance you know there's like out here we'll have badgers and ground squirrels and they have the, the bubonic plague and there's you know and there's a lot of farmers around here that these you know animals will get on the farmland and destroy farmland so um yeah, as long as you, as well, yep. As long as you have a hunting license, you can go out and shoot any of these. There's no limit. I mean, there's no. Then at least they didn't used to be protected. Mm-hmm. Now, now they've opened up wolves on that, so they want you to go out and shoot wolves. But anyway, back in the day, they were going out to shoot jackrabbits, and um, they ended up going through the town of Murphy, going out, continuing south on this highway, and then they turned off, and we're going through the oriana area and as they were coming up to this intersection it's like a really small town like the dude like this is like there's like one building on the highway and then there's a a cross street that would be like a dirt road and uh as they were coming up to this thing they said that they found they saw this giant strange looking black dog standing in the middle of the road and this was like during the daytime and this black dog had like they said it didn't look like a normal 
dog. It wasn't like a normal looking animal and it didn't look like a a wolf or a coyote. It was like this strange looking haggard black dog. And then it had like these really iridescent reddish colored eyes. And yeah, so they stop because the thing's in the middle of the road. So they stop and they're like honking my buddy's truck's horn trying to get this thing to get out of the road. And it's just sitting there staring at them. There's nobody around. They're like, what the hell? So they keep honking and it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't move. So they end up driving around this thing. And he said that as they drove around it, it stayed stationary in the middle of the road continued looking at him like eye contact as they were driving by. And then as they continued driving and looked in their rear view mirror, the thing was gone. Wow. So I don't know if it was some kind of a feral. We don't, he doesn't know if it was some kind of a feral animal or if it was, you know, the black, I think that there's some, what is it? They call it the black dog man or something. The black dog man. Yeah, I, I I can't remember if that's what it was called, but it was some kind of like a mythological creature, something similar to the Mothman. But yeah, so it's super strange. But that's the only the only one that I know of that's actually seen something like that. But yeah, Silver City is a pretty crazy place too. Yeah, like the Freemason Hall there. It's like the only building there that's built across the creek. So mm-hmm. the water runs underneath it. Like that's a little shady. Yeah. But but it's also uh, a weird yeah. Freemason Hall that's wood. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I thought you guys were Mason. Yeah, like. don't you know anything about stone masonry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. I've never seen anything crazy like that, but I'm kinda like you. It'd be interesting to see my reaction yeah, it if would. I did. It would surely. Uh, what's your 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 view on like uh, UFOs? Was that say that again? What, what what's your 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 view your your perspective on UFOs? Oh. oh, um, I'll let Luke go first. Mine's my mine's a little bit different. I think. I think that they're a lot of them. Um, I think they're real. But I also think that um, a lot of them could be uh, government, um, you know, top secret government craft. Yeah, yeah. Like the um, like the TR three Bs and stuff. Yeah, I I would think that that's something a little more um, terrestrial. But um, some of the disc stuff, uh, I think that would be something more from uh like an alien race or something yeah i like, I like that mate um uh, you know you just don't know the, the, the some of the stuff the government and uh, uh, the military are potentially up to mm-hmm. experimenting with like aircraft mm-hmm. and on um like entities like you don't know if they're creating like lab created uh, cryptids. You just don't fucking know with them. Yeah. Or if they're like a project blue beam where it's a, it's actually a hologram. It's not really yeah, a I real, love that. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's not really a real entity, mm-hmm. but I think I'm with Luke. I think that the actual 
the I think that the the flying objects themselves are probably some form of a military top secret um, test piece or whatever. But like, go back and yeah, look yeah. at pictures of the um, SEAL Team Six development group uh, picture of that crash landing during the Osama bin Laden operation. Right, like that hel- that Black Hawk helicopter that looked a lot different than your normal helicopter. It was more triangular kind of shaped for the, you know, radar, radar stuff, stealth mode, but seeing something like that in a picture and then hearing people talk about these hovering, you know, silent, silent shape things to me, it it seems like that would fit to be Mm -hmm. some kind of a, you know, military test piece or whatever. And usually wherever they're seen, there's typically some kind of a major, you know, military base somewhere nearby, at least in the U.S. I don't know what it's like over the U.K. Well, um, it, it, it is funny that you mentioned military bases because um, it does t- tend to be a lot of strange things going on around, around those kind of areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that, that place in Mexico. Yeah. As well, that, that's... Um, yeah, and just all and when we did our uh, our episode on uh, the cattle mutilation stuff uh, of the seventies, we kind of tried to show the cr- connections to the uh, the military bases that were nearby, whether that be you know was it is it Dulce Dulce mm-hmm. in Dulce, Dulce, Dulce yeah. yeah in New Mexico, and then. Um, you had all the project paper or operation paperclip, you know, Nazi scientists that were brought over here were, were primarily brought to Fort Detrick and in the places down in New Mexico, um, Los Alamos and, mm-hmm. and in Texas. And it's like, kind of like, you know, not super far from Roswell. And that's where the flying saucer was found crash. But then prior to that, the Dia Glocka, you mm-hmm. know, saucer was, you know, supposedly a Nazi uh, flying craft, yeah. yeah. So and yeah. and all of like the Foo Fighter sightings yeah. during World War Two, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, I, I think that they probably got to be some kind of a military testing. But that the entities themselves, I think, I, I I think that what people think are aliens are actually demonic entities. That's just my opinion, man. <laughs> right. I think anything's a possibility, isn't it? You, you get people mention like, like almost like angelic entities. Um, again, demons, angels, sort of in a similar category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess which you know people might say, "Oh no, they're not." But you know, well, they are. They're not non-human. Yeah, definitely from a different realm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's just so fucking interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So many possibilities. Yeah. I, you. What, what, what's your view on like um, demonic entities? Ah, uh, dude. I, I mean, I think that they are. I mean, I, I try to. I take it back to the Old Testament, um, in the Genesis six. Well, I think the Genesis six rebellion or the 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 um. You know, the angels, the fallen angels uh, cohabitating with women and then creating this Nephilim offspring and stuff like that. And I think yeah, that, yeah. that that once that those those entities, those Nephilim died, I think that that's the, the realm of the... De- I think that those are the demonic 
spirits that are from those. And then, I love that. And then I love it. the specifically like the abyss and the, the, I think that like what CERN's trying to open up personally, I think is the abyss and, or the bottomless pit that's mentioned in revelation nine. And I think that, um, those spirits or entities were the actual fallen angels, you know, the, that fallen realm that had left their host. Yeah. So I think that we have two different things in, in my opinion, we have two different things kind of going on, right? We've got the, the powers and principalities of the, of the, that demonic realm, right. That are locked up in the abyss. But then you also have the demonic Nephilim spirits that are, wandering the earth still trying to inhabit bodies and things like that yeah yeah are you uh, are you gentlemen religious uh i am i'm i'm not um i think i'm more agnostic like i don't know um yeah i I think if there is one there has to be the other yeah um for me it's it, you either have to believe in all of it or none of it to mm-hmm. be, you know, honest and honest person, you know, with yourself. Like, yeah, you can't have one and not the other. Yeah. Like can't believe in evil, but yeah, not believe I agree. In, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I see that quite a bit with, you know, people who are, you know, either into Satanism that don't believe in God or people that are into God that don't believe in Satanism yeah. or Satan. And, and it's like, well, there's, equal and opposites to everything mm-hmm. so there is I mean, uh, that, that's true and there's no light without dark yeah yep, exactly. exactly you know and so for me it's like i don't know it could all be total you know bullshit or every bit of it is true and so it seems like to me there it seems like there's more evidence that it is a real thing and not just people being you know, crazy on either side of the, the coin. So, yeah, but it's still like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I grew up, I grew up in the Mormon church. So, uh, Latter-day Saint. Oh, or LDS. Yeah. I grew up at LDS and in a pretty, ah. pretty staunch Mormon, uh, family. And, you know, like my parents both, um, served Mormon missions and, you know, things like that. And my, my grandparents were devout. I mean, they would come down from, from Eastern Oregon. They would, cause our uh, Boise was the closest temple. So they would come every month just to go do the temple ritual stuff. And so I grew I'm up, interested. yeah, I grew up, but I, I started falling away about 15, 16. I remember having some, some concerns, uh, as a younger teenager. And then when I was 18 and able to you know, f- make my own decisions, and I actually left the yeah. church, and um, then I I became atheist and and started getting into the occult, and um, it got pretty dark for several years, and then in about I would say two thousand three, I think I'd moved back from L.A. around then, and I met a friend of mine who was a, just a non denominational Christian guy, and he witnessed to me. And um, and then that's when I I became just a, a non-denominational Christian. So, but right, yeah. And you know when you when you're at left the Mormon Church, did you get like 
were they okay about it? No, uh, no, was it dude. Like no. Frowned upon? no, man, you get hounded by people within the leadership. Yeah, the leadership of the church will try oh. to track you down. Um, the missionaries, they send missionaries to your house, so they're constantly trying to track you down. Uh, a lot of my family, like my my you know relatives cut me off they you know yeah. oh so i saw you you had to go through that mate that's wrong yeah no it's all good i mean it, it come it came back around eventually but you know they definitely my my grandpa and my grandma were like you know they didn't they definitely didn't have much respect for me one of um yeah so it's just it it got, it got a little bit weird um but all in all um I didn't really care because there was just there was too many holes in it for it to be true. And then when I moved back here, I ended up getting a job at um, a picture framing shop, and it was owned by a Mormon dude. And so he oh. would, yeah, so he would hire all these return missionaries or guys that were going to go on their missions um, because you know he needed just quick labor and anytime you need labor or whatever in that line of work he would just yeah. he would just give guys guys jobs so i worked with a lot of um you know return missionaries and we would get in you know theological debates but we were all friends you know but there was a couple guys that you know you would we'd get in theological debates and they would get pissed and then they wouldn't talk to you or whatever and it's funny because i ended up talking re retouching base with one of those guys uh, maybe like two years ago and he had left the church his wife had left the church and then he was like full-blown atheist you know and I, I felt really bad because it was like I went through that same thing and it was really dark you know after yeah. Yeah. after you leave what's you're told is the one true church and then it's like well then nothing's get treated real. like that yeah mm -hmm. or nothing's yeah. real and, uh, you, and you get treated shitty so um yeah it was it was I weird, think, man. Personally, mate, I think I think you've done the right thing. Then, if that that's the way you was being treated, you've definitely done the right thing. Do you feel a lot better from since you left? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, good. dude, I was doing. You know, as a teenager, we were going to the temple and doing baptisms for the dead, and you know, going through the it, and it was super strange. Like I felt like really weird. I was like, so oh. this this was they practiced that in the Mormon church. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've spoke to a couple of Mormons we've had on the, the show, and they, they have mentioned uh, a cult, dude. And you know, there's a lot of connection between the stuff that NY and and Lux talk about in the occult rejects. And those rituals, and then the Mason stuff, and Mormonism. Like, there's so much that is like very, very close. Um, like in the in the temple, like when you, I, I never got a temple recommend because I didn't pay my tithing, so you have to pay like so you know like you're tithing every month to the church, um, ten percent or whatever. To, Your membership, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how much was that roughly like, if you don't mind saying? Oh, it was it was just ten percent of whatever you you made. You were supposed to you were supposed to pay in tithing. Right, right. So as a teenager, dude, I was like you know washing dishes at a retirement home, making you know two hundred dollars a month maybe, and it was like that's that's CD funds for me. <laughs> you know that was music fund. That was that was yeah, yeah. you know my parents were like 
oh, you have a job now? Guess what? You get to buy your own school clothes. You get to buy your own, you know, sports equipment and stuff like that. So I didn't want to pay tithing at the time. But so in order to get your temple recommend, to be able to go in the temple and all that stuff, to do the the full-blown temple experience, you had to have your recommend and you had to pay tithing, blah, 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 blah. But they would take you in as a teenager and do baptisms for the dead. So they would just like line you up in this room and then uh, you would basically just sit there in your little white outfit and wait for your turn where you'd jump in this like small pool, indoor pool tank thing. But it was surrounded by um, these gold ox, ox heads. So it was like a weird, weird thing, you know? Um, And then they would read names and dunk you, read a name, dunk you, read a name, dunk you. And you just do that for like, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 names, something, whatever it was. And then you'd get out, get toweled off and then go change and then wait for everybody. And then you'd leave. And they would do that every couple months. And I remember thinking, dude, this is weird. Like, I don't know, (laughs) you know, how I feel about this. Yeah. But once you start kind of like dissenting a little bit, that's when that's when they'll they'll target you out and start to kind of treat you different or really tune you up and get you you know back into the church and but it's designed like I don't want I mean it's harsh to say it's designed like a cult but it kind of is dude because everything there's one there's something to do every day of the week that's re, that's revolved around the church mm-hmm. you know so yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was weird, dude. You know, and in the last conversation I had with them, they had come to my house, the the leadership did, and they were trying to get me to come back. And I was like, listen, if you can answer this one question about the Book of Mormon, I'll consider coming back. If you can't answer it, then I'm done. And they couldn't answer it. So I was done. Fair play, mate. Yeah, play. Um... There was the, the program. Did you watch the program on Netflix about Mormon Church? Yeah, yeah. I think it was, was it a couple, a couple of months ago. That one was about that the was, fundamentalists, uh, right? Fundamentalist Mormons, the uh, Warren Jeffs and those guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you just don't realise, do you? It's like because it is quite really uh, almost like secretive religion, so to speak. Yeah. It, but when you get an insight of it like that, it um, it, it really is um, it's eye opening. What they put some of, some of the kids through, um, it's, it's fucking sick, mate. Yeah, dude, that town where a lot of those fundamentalists live is uh, Colorado City, Arizona. So it's technically Arizona, but it's on the South Utah border. So it's literally like the border of Utah and Arizona runs through part of the town. And I'd driven through there a couple times driving to Phoenix. And it is the strangest town ever, dude. Um, yeah. yeah. They, you'll go into a store like a gas station and there's no magazines. There's no TVs. There's no, there's nothing, dude. And the people are not friendly. If you're not from around there, which they know you're not, you'll get followed through the town by their, they have like these town marshals. I guess they're like their cops. But dude, those guys yeah. will like, follow you through the town and like if you get off of the main highway and start driving through their little town um 
you'll have cars following you instantly. There will be families and people out playing and then they'll see you driving and they know that the cars that don't belong there and all of them, there'll be like 30 kids and they just run from the side of the street behind these big concrete walls that are surrounding all these compounds. And then they close these little gates, dude. It's, it's crazy. Wow. And then everybody's wearing, like, it looks like little house on the prairie, dude. Everybody's like wearing like 1800s clothes and shit. (laughs) You're just like, bro, these guys are making their own clothes, dude. It's, it's wild, dude. It is, it's a, if anybody ever has a chance to drive through there and just kind of experience that, it's really weird. And these houses are huge. Well, they've got like 400 people in their family. So yeah, dude. It's like the exact opposite of like the Amish people where they're like living in like, you know, like log cabins that they made. These people are living in like brick houses, dude, with like security cameras, like every three feet. It's, it's insane, man. But 1800s clothes. Yeah. And then 1800s clothes and then driving like a, a Tahoe with, you know, 20 inch chrome wheels. You're like, what the, what the fuck? (laughs) yeah but that that warren jeffs and the flds thing is definitely different than the um than the, 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 yeah than the traditional well i would say the mainstream mormon church but if you ever get a chance read the book under the banner of heaven by john krakauer um that is a really good wow. book it's under the banner of heaven by john krakauer and that book he he talks about the fundamentalist because what happened in the book was um, one a fundamentalist brother killed his brother's wife and baby um, and then he ended up getting convicted of it. And it talks about the whole murder. It happened in Spanish Fork, Utah back in the, I want to say it was in the 90s. Um, but this dude that, that killed him, I, I can't remember his name, slips my mind right now, but uh, the guy that killed his brother's wife and his kids, that guy ended up getting convicted and then going into Utah correction facility. And he was cellmates with the dude that did the Mormon, uh, bombing. Wow. The, the pipe oh, bombings. Man. Yeah. Crazy. That went down well. Yeah. And that was a that was a wild one too. Uh, the the Mormon pipe bomb they called it the Salamander. I think it was the Salamander Murders or the Sal- Salamander Files. There's a book about that as well. And uh, in that book, um, they talk about what's his name? Was it Kaufman? Hoffman. Mark Hoffman. Mark Hoffman. Okay. So he was like right. he was defrauding the church he was making all these fake documents and then sell them for like all this money to the church so he was doing blackmail Mm -hmm. and he was basically creating like these documents that were made the mormon church not look so good like that joseph smith was actually talking to a white salamander and not the the uh the angel moroni and all this weird stuff and so he was forging all of these documents and doing it like really really well and then sell them to the mormon church and then making all this money and then it sounds like at some point you know he was it was going to get outed so he goes and sends these pipe bombs to people and ended up killing two or three people down there i totally forgot about oh, uh, all that yeah just in the, uh, oh, 
if anybody's interested in like Mormon history about Joseph Smith specifically, the the best biography on that dude is a book called No Man Knows My History by Fawn Brody. And that book is really good because it talks about the history of Joseph as a, as a kid and what was going on in the Northeast United States at the time that really influenced him on the revivalism and everything like that and then becoming... Uh, you know, a cult leader, and then it goes through them yeah, moving yeah. from state to state, and then eventually, you know, he gets killed in Nauvoo, Illinois, and then Brigham Young takes the church, and they move to Mexico, which was Utah territory was technically Mexico, so they left the country at the time in the eighteen hundreds. Mm. So, but no man knows my history is really interesting because they they talk about, um, you know, the stuff that he was doing. And it was all yeah. super occult stuff, man. He was necromant doing necromancy and you know doing all this weird, super weird yeah. shit. Uh, the, you know, you know, you mentioned that you had a spell, but when you left the Mormon Church, um, you had a spell where you you, you um, get your toes, so to speak, into the cult. Yeah. What what um, what occult path was it that you took? Um, so I was living in L.A. at the time. Yeah, I was, I was trying to go to film school down there, which ended up being a big, big failure. But um, <laughs> I was hanging out at this place called the Psychic Eye down on Ventura Boulevard. I think it was in Studio City at the time. And then there was another magic shop, um, Magnolia Boulevard maybe. But anyway, I was starting to really – I was listening to the band Tool a lot at the time. So I was starting to really get into the whole chaos theory. And then I – I bought a scrying mirror because, you know... Scrying mirror? Yeah, it's like a black... Nice, man. Yeah, like that black little tablet thing. And so I bought one of those. I didn't have the money, so I put it on my credit card. It was like 80 bucks or something. And then I drove it back to where I was living at the time. And then I got scared. So I took it back and returned it. But that was the stuff that I was starting to... I wanted to get into, you know, the uh, scrying and the you know yeah. that that form of i was i was really starting to study and try to astral project and i hadn't got into any of the like oto stuff or anything like that where it was like ritual magic but i was definitely getting into the the i don't know maybe the first steps into that kind yeah, of like yeah. a self study thing or something yeah, like the foundation yeah. yeah and then yeah it was really yeah like i said man i was dealing with a lot of uh depression issues at the time it was you know, it it just wasn't a good time. Yeah, you know, pretty dark. Looking back spiritually, it was kind of a dark time for me. But um, yeah, it was weird, dude. But the main thing, mate, is, is you're here now. Uh, at least you're here now to uh, to tell tell everybody what what you you've been through. At least because uh, yeah. it's uh, you know can't have been easy going through all that. But to think that you've had you, you've you believed in something from being a kid and then to sort of like be outcast because you no longer have that view that that, that must affect you yeah I, I, mean, I mean I'm definitely not the only person to go through that I know people that have left the church or you know prior to that yeah. or you know other family members a lot of my family now is out of it but yeah they don't they don't take too kindly to, to people to the people that are, you know, leaving the church and 
you know, they've got this whole thing where it's like, oh, you're reading anti-material, anti-material. And it's like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'm reading anti-material and I don't know. It's, I can sit down and have conversations with people now about it and I, you know, it doesn't bother me, but some people get really wrapped around the axle on, mm. on that. If you're a, a, a apostate that's what they'd call you somebody that falls away from the church and it's just kind of like dude what, what, what did you say then apostate apostate yeah that's what they call you you're an apostate so um i never i never you have to like send a letter to head the salt lake headquarters and ask for your records to re, be removed for you to be officially taken out of off the church's records and all that stuff right. and uh, or potentially, you know, you could be excommunicated. I know I had a grandma, I think one of my, I think it was my my biological dad's grandma got excommunicated because she had an affair with somebody. So I don't know, but I, I, yeah, so I, I never was like, yeah, I'm not, a, I don't care if you have my name on the records. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, all that matters is yeah. whether or not I believe in, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play. Do you guys have a lot of uh, the Mormon church over in in the UK? Do you know something, mate? I didn't think we did, but after um, that program came out on Netflix, it, it was it was mentioned that it's meant to be one of the biggest ones in the world, and meant to be come from like from England. Wow! Wow! Apparently, I don't know how true it is. Um, it's probably yeah. it's probably true. My uncle um, did. That's where he did his mission. Was in the UK. He met his wife over there, and she. They ended up getting married, and they moved over here. But yeah, he spent two years over there. Yeah, I mean, when when, uh, when I covered ate it with occult rejects, mm-hmm. it was mentioned that Bigelow, his family was originally from uh, England. Yeah. So whether they, they must have gone over years ago, um, but yeah, down 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 south, southern England, like, like I think it was Sussex around that way. Mm. I'm like I'm in northwest, mm. all different parts of the country. Yeah, that whole thing with uh, ATIP and Skinwalker oh, Ranch mate, and the Mormonism, crazy, crazy. It was wild. Like holy shit, that. That's pretty, pretty insane how, how deep that runs. Yeah, I mean it's not like like with like the portal side of it. Um, I, maybe it's similar to what we're doing at CERN. I don't know, but uh, all in all, wanting to to like create portals and, and stuff and all these dimensions. Mm-hmm. It's Pretty fucked up, I think. Yeah, yeah. They've done that. I mean, like the research was from like like 50, 20 years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the capabilities are now. Yeah, yeah. Technology is changing. It's daily, don't it? Look at what Elon Musk is doing: torturing animals, putting stuff in the brains. Mm -hmm. But it's cool because it's Elon Musk, so. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we're fucking 
very strange. We yeah. were talking about that the other day about how weird he is, and it's. I, I just don't. I don't know, man. Knowing that it's definitely about him, something about him that's not good. Yeah, well, knowing that like all of those social media platforms were all originally funded by Dar- by DARPA to, you know, create. They were given DARPA seed money, right? And a lot of Silicon Valley was given DARPA seed money uh, to get started up. And then you look at all these, you know, tech guys like him or whoever, and it's like they're all. They come from the same kind of colleges or the same universities, yeah. and those universities had ties back in the days to the MK Ultra stuff. So it just seems to me like they're they're set up intentionally to map map everybody to figure out who's connected to who, mm-hmm. and then you have the January sixth thing that happens, and that's that's how they're pulling the sweater thread was going through and going, oh, well, this guy's friends with all these people on Facebook, and these people are saying this stuff yeah. and showing these videos, and so it just keeps going, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I don't I don't yeah, trust him, yeah. dude. I don't trust him at all. Nope. And then now that he's nope. involved that's in space, not. SpaceX and space exploration and stuff, it's like, what? And I just heard yeah. that um, his uh, Starlink, like a bunch of those satellites are just pieces of shit, and some of them, even on launch, don't get into space, and they only last for a few months at a time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, hmm, weird. Yeah, something he's been involved yeah, with yeah, not sure. not working out that the way that it was supposed to. Yeah. Well, and then he's he starts one of the better electric vehicle models, right? Mm-hmm. The higher end, you know, one of the ones that's kind of the the, um, the gold standard in a way for electric vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have this big push to go carbon neutral, get away from all fossil fuels and everything like that, and do nothing but electric. And it's like, it, he's, he's one of the prime dudes that's just going to benefit from that. So it just mm-hmm. seems, the whole thing just seems really weird and hokey and, you know, yeah. How much yeah. how much it takes to actually make these batteries that they put in these cars and I don't know. Just mm-hmm. Those are pretty damn resource intensive to get the minerals and the and the stuff to make those batteries and then those batteries only last so long. Mm-hmm. And then you got to buy a whole new car practically. Yeah. Cuz those Tesla batteries are super well, like 70 grand or something if you got to replace them. And then you have to have the infrastructure to be able to charge them. Yeah. And when like the environmentalists are trying to get rid of all the dams and all that shit and only want renewable energy, like you're not going to be able to charge your fucking car off of wind power. Or solar. It's unrealistic. Yeah. It is unrealistic for people to be able to afford one of those cars. Yeah. Well, yeah. the average person. If yeah. you're elite, that yeah. it's cool. You can buy them. You know, if I lived in yeah. like a city, like a like downtown Portland or Seattle or something, you know what I'm saying, where like everything was a little bit closer, it would make sense, I guess, to have an electric vehicle, you know, just to kind of bum around and then plug it in when you're done. But when you start getting into places like where we live or like, you know, go to 
Dallas, Texas or wherever, like these cities are spread out, dude. They're not compact. So you're like going across the city, you know, back and forth multiple times. And that's your daily driver. Like you just, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you charge that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you, so what, do you live like in the country? No, where we live is a city. I mean, it's, it's definitely not as big of a city like you would think. And not, nothing close to L.A. I think we have maybe 750000 for the f- metro area, which is several cities combined, right. including our, okay. our city. But, you know, we're also relatively close to the mountains and in the high desert and stuff. So it's it's pretty... Base lovely. Yeah, it's pretty Sounds centrally lovely. located, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely caught on. A lot of people are moving here from out of state. and yeah, Right, right. But that's kind of the name of the game. Anywhere that's next to the left coast, they're pretty. Everybody's leaving. Yeah, yeah. California, Oregon, or Washington because of the policies and political actions that are just tanking those states. Yeah, it's been very expensive to to like generally live as well. Like California, that kind of an area. Yeah, it is now. Is that? Is that? Yeah, yeah. It didn't used to be. Yeah, it's like insanely high tax uh state and like the um wages don't really support even being able to live there where california yeah yeah and and then so there's insane amounts of homeless and it's just wow yeah but it's people shitting on the streets uh It's weird, though, dude, because when you go to Oregon, California, Washington, you start out coming from the east and going to the west. Like, everything, like, east of the main cities or, like, the 101 or the I-5 freeway, everything east of that is, like, super conservative and normal. There's, like, a lot of farmland and there's Mm -hmm. farmers and normal people. And then it's, like, as soon as you get closer to the, the coastline, it's just, like, all of a sudden it's just... It's like you went into a completely different country. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Fucking broken down RVs and trash. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's and the violent, that like, violent crime. Is, is it? Is that like? Is it really, really bad? Is it what's the place called? Now? Is it Sin City? Is it a place called Sin City. Sin City's uh, oh, Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. Ah, right, is, right. Yeah, that place is pretty gross. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a place going and visiting at once is okay, but then after that, it's just kind of like, eh. It's like going to New Orleans, dude. It's like, all right, it smells like puke here, and, <laughs> you know, just... But, yeah, the California coast is awesome to visit. I mean, just the the atmosphere yeah. and the geography is is amazing, but it's, it's just the people and the po- politics that make it so insanely hard to go and stay there for any amount of time yeah and weather wise it's, 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 it's pretty nice like especially yeah, it's the same when you get like there's so much wealth but yet you've got so much poverty as well dude right mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's like no in between when I lived there um, this was in like 2002 and I lived in the valley I had two roommates and we lived in a one bedroom, 900 square foot house. And it was like a thousand dollars a month plus utilities just for three dudes to live in a one bedroom house. It was terrible. 
and like you didn't get your own parking like I had a job my roommates didn't have jobs but I had a job so I'd come home at night and I'd have to circle like the block or drive like three blocks away four blocks away and park and then walk home because the street parking was full by the time I got home and then you had to you have to like move your car every couple you know like every day to make sure that the thing doesn't get towed if they're trying to street sweep and dude it was a pain in the ass like screw living at that place (laughs) wow Well, uh, well, just looking at the time now, gentlemen. Uh, firstly, I have loved this conversation. Yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah, dude. Shooting uh, from the hip was fun. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. But I think we've barely scratched the surface. Um, I would love to do another show again real soon. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, cool. That'd be cool, dude. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah that would be, I would love that. Um, I'd love to get you on the round table as well at some point. Um, we usually do them on a Saturday night. So if you've got, uh, I'll check the calendar, won't we stop recording? And I'll throw some dates, see what you think. Uh, that would be, I think you'll enjoy a round table as well. Cool. cool. Yeah, man. Just hit us up, dude. You got our, <coughs> you got our contact info. Yeah, are you, uh, are you not, you say, are you on Twitter? You're not on Twitter, <laughs> are you? No. I was waiting for that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not on any social media, actually. Yep. No social Certainly, media. Man, I, I love that. I love that. I'm only on there, really, to, uh, you know, for my podcast, really, especially the, the Twitter. It's, uh, you know, like, every time I release an episode, I'll, yeah. I'll send it out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd say, let, would you like to let everybody know where they get old you, but... Yeah, dude. So, uh, you can check us out on any of the major podcasts. Uh, we're listed as the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Co-Indoc Pro for short, which was a, uh, we took that from the FBI, CIA, Co-Intel Pro. I love it, I love program. it. Yeah, so it's C-O-I-N-D-O-C-P-R-O, Co-Indoc Pro, or the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you having us on, dude. It's been fun. Yeah. Nice one, mate. It's been, it's been an honor. Uh, like I say, I love speaking to you. Um, I think we have similar perspectives. Yeah. Which, you know, always goes down well. But yeah, I sure. cannot wait till we um, speak again. Uh, hopefully, is it Luke? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, when he's better as well, he could oh. join us now. We can go four deep. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's Jake. Jake. Yeah, the other Jake. Jake, yeah. Jake. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, yeah, bro. Good. Yeah, we that appreciate it. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, I said I've loved speaking to you, and I can't wait till we speak again soon. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Okay, brother. Uh, Take care. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Got a chance to talk with uh, General Lee from Subconscious Realm. Um, he has a very similar format to the Occult Rejects. Mm-hmm. Does the cross-cast stuff with multiple different... He's done a lot of casts, dude, in yeah. a year or whatever it was. He's yeah. done like 130. Mm-hmm. Dude, that guy's busy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know how somebody has time to do that, but that's a fucking lot of shows. What do you say, like three a week almost? Yeah. That's crazy, dude. But, I mean, it is him 
yeah. just scheduling with other people. Yeah, so full time. That would be that would be pretty a lot easier than um, you know the three of us trying to schedule around three three jobs plus like a guest yeah. and, or you know whatever. So exactly. But I mean, still, that's a lot of fucking that's, shows in a year. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. So, but that was cool. It was kind of a get to know you conversation. We didn't really have anything planned, just kind of like shot off the hip uh, mm-hmm. on that one. But it was cool. Got a chance to get to know him. He got the chance to get to know us. And then he invited us back on. So we're going to do one of the roundtable discussions that he does with the people from around the world or whoever, other podcasters here in a couple of weeks. And then he invited us back on to be a guest on his show to talk about something specific, like yeah. topic specific. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh real cool dude offered up um, any other contacts or friends that, you know, he's already dealt with or interviews he's done. And so that'd be, that's pretty cool. So we're going to get yeah. a chance to maybe talk to some of his people and mm-hmm. open some doors, open some doors. We're going to be famous. Doors, brah. Open some <laughs> You better hit him, bruh. It's coming. Um, <laughs> early grace. <laughs> anyway, that was cool. But it kind of sucked not having Jake here. Not yep. lie. Yep. Dude really ties the room together. He does. We Jake Pissers did this, dude. The, <laughs> you think the Jake Pissers did this? So, yeah. Anyway, well, we'll, uh, you got anything to say before I go kick my dog's ass? <laughs> nope. Just enjoy kicking the dog's ass. <laughs> kicking his ass, man. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a mouthy one, dude. Yeah. Ever since he was a puppy, like, that's his game is to just talk about everything. Mm. And so when you're trying to do anything, recording or the enforcer doing any work from home it's like gotta put muzzle on that guy yeah anyway one of the parakeets we had a couple of years ago um when i would do online meetings Mm -hmm. it was fucking quiet all day long as soon as the meeting started yeah yeah Shut the fuck up, dude. Yep, that's like, pretty much how these guys are. Before you came over this morning, they could sense it in the air. And so literally <laughs> I like, you know, move wrong and they're like, barking inside the house. I'm like, shut up. He's not even here yet. It's crazy the sixth sense that dogs have. Yeah. But. Our dog. She's getting like, I mean, she's what, like seven months old now but she's fucking huge Mm. and we have um like wood floors in the house and she doesn't like if anybody walks by the house Mm -hmm. and so should we just lay in there not even facing the windows just looking out in the backyard somebody can be walking by in the front and it's like fucking (laughs) scooby-doo It mm-hmm. <laughs> runs up to the window barking like, like that. Yeah, like, like dude, that. people can be outside. Yeah. Chill out. Hey, dude, people can be in the garage, <laughs> just so you know. Anyway, 
All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, save it for next week. Um, episode 32 in the book, Subconscious Realm. We appreciate him having us on and then yeah. also allowing us to come back. So And check out his show. He, yep. he has a bunch of shit. Bunch of episodes. Really good topics. Yeah. Um, he runs the gambit on on topics. Yeah. So it's Dude. all over the place. Dude's got some stuff, man. So we're going to catch up one of these days. Yep. But until then, everybody be cool. Later. Later. Later.